Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Um, Just when you think you live in the land of the free, you hear one of these stories and you start thinking to yourself, wow, it really is as messed up as we think it is. And it doesn't just happen to one demographic over another, right? Some of you are like, what the heck is she talking about? Well, if you follow me on Twitter, then you know I have been uh, on fire about this since this morning. Uh, And reading the tweets of someone who I would consider a friend and certainly someone who has served this country selflessly, who now finds himself, uh, wow, at the, in the crosshairs, really, of Child Protective Services after welcoming their fourth child into this earth of craziness that we call the United States of America. Just when you think it can't get any crazier, uh, you have Jason uh, Callsign Storm Nelson, who was a recent candidate for the Texas 17th Congressional District, recently retired from the U.S. Army, uh, also a former U.S. Marine. He's highly decorated as a service member with combat deployments and humanitarian missions to his name. He and his wife, like I said, Amanda, recently welcomed their fourth child, Tempest, uh, who arrived one month early and has really been overcoming. Uh, Many of us have been following this baby's life journey for the past weeks and really praying for them and hunkering down and, and coming alongside Jason and his wife in our prayers and support. And so imagine our surprise, or mine at least, when I went to Twitter only to read that now his wife, Amanda, due to uh, what we're about to get into with Jason himself, due to some lab result, is no longer allowed to nurture her child, sit with her child, be with her child, uh, cannot take her child home. And now Jason tells me that he has been visited by Child Protective Services, questioning him about their other children. Jason, what in the world is going on in Texas? Monica, if if someone can find me an answer for what's going on in the world today, I I would greatly appreciate it. It's it's insane. Uh, And before we even start, Monica, I don't want to get away from something that you touched on. And I want to personally thank you and, and all of your listeners. I know how many of them um, I have been praying for Tempest. It has been the, the words used by the doctor up until Sunday were miraculous. She right. had a, a, almost a full system failure last Tuesday, and and she just uh, just absolutely was was. We thought we were going to lose her. Yeah. And due to everyone work, I just praying so hard. I, I, I imagine there's probably. A hundred thousand, if not a million people praying for her. She has, she was all set to leave. And suddenly on Monday, when my wife, we'd been swapping out because, you know, we have three other children who are six, four, and two years old. And my wife is recovering. I, I, I spent a couple of days, we kept going back and forth, but it's, uh, she was sitting in with her and she was actually nursing her. Um, and they came in and took the baby and put the baby down, uh, which she'd moved on from a NICU bed miraculously to a, a tub, puts her back in a clear plastic tub and tells my wife they need to come with her. And 
she found herself with the social worker and the head of uh, or the department, whoever it is that interfaces, and they came in and told her that that the baby's stool from her childbirth had come in at as positive for trace amounts of THC. Now, I, I don't want to get into all the million things that are wrong with that, that we are constitutionally protected from someone taking our child and, and testing them for sure. uh, it to prosecute the mother. Sure. We are so far past that. The baby was born small because my wife is small. I recognize I'm the size of a large monster, but my wife is only five foot tall. We have, she has tiny babies. And what that they initiated this action and initiated it because, you know, we didn't have health insurance for one month, which was, as you know, Monica, because I had been, you know, uh, I had left the military due to not taking the vaccine. So there's just so many things that domino here. And my wife finds herself sitting in a room and then telling her she can no longer nurse the baby. The baby has to be on formula. My wife is, is essentially been found guilty that she, it's assumed that she is now drug addled and that she needs to go and, and prove her innocence before she can even uh, uh, be with her baby again. My wife went home. And I had to find her. She, she suffered from postpartum in the past. I, I had to find her immediate support. Right. As you know, Monica, we don't have any family here. Right. Uh, and 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 I stayed with our baby. And I thought that it couldn't get any worse than that. And then the next day I met with them. And they informed me that the hotel, or hotel, excuse me, worst hotel in the world, the hospital right. administration came in and told me, you know, well, you know, we gave them the drug test and they wanted to have a conversation about what I need to expect next. From, and no, you won't be visited by child protective services, but yes, we did report it to them. Um, oh my gosh. But you know, we're going to hold on to her and Oh, it's strictly for health reasons. But I, you know, it, it wasn't adding up. My mother was a nurse uh, said, no, this doesn't add up. They, right. they would be treating something. They keep saying, they need, why would they arbitrarily need to hold the baby for five days? Well, we found out today. We found out today child protective services showed up. And initially, they were just asking about our baby, and I, I, I assured them that, that my wife had never, you know, consumed what's legal in most states, but not legal here, and she never would do that. Um, but they said they needed to talk with her, and when we got her back and we all sat down, they started asking about our other children, Monica. They wanted to know about our other children. Unbelievable. And I asked them why, and... Essentially, as you know, when you're dealing with child protective services, oh, you're yeah. behind the eight ball. That's right. And I, I want to state this person is very professional. They didn't say anything rude or make threats, but they just walked in. Monica, they needed to see my child. Why does child protective services need to see my child? It's because this hospital is mad. We don't fit their narrative. We did not go to unnecessary appointments. And, and, and pay you know, thousands of dollars to go to an unnecessary appointment. Once we'd done all the men and we went and saw our own doctors who were willing to, to treat us properly and take my wife and, and take her care and, and make it a priority. And they're mad about that. They're mad that we refused the hepatitis vaccine for our child. They keep asking, Monica. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I think they've come in like four times now and said, hey, what about the... B and you're like you know hey give us a break we're not interested in that which is yeah yeah I mean I get it you know newborns vaccine peddling it it is what it is I got to tell you I'm extra so you're not are you currently on Tricare is anyone from the U.S. government assisting with any of your healthcare needs since you denied the vaccine and you were booted uh, I I 
so as you know, again, uh, as a uh, how I chose, to, I, I chose to exit as a as a medical. Um, I I was entitled. It was the entitlement for my family that I had. They were denying. As a matter of fact, there was a point, and this is a whole separate conversation, and it's a very true statement. That was my wife, and they told me that I'd been removed from all records. It was as though I'd ever existed in the military. What? Yeah, it was a month ago, and we sat there just flabbergasted down at. Uh, um, the National Guard base down there in Austin, and luckily, the person who was there had the clear uh, had the uh, GS level to be able right. to go in the in the delete file and pull, pull mine out. Someone has deliberately deleted me because, well, because of many things. Right. Because I know things that, and and I've been and I've been pushing them out and sharing them with people and getting them out in firm right. journalists that they know uh, that they hoped that no one would ever bring up. Right. That's my firm belief. Right. Why I ran uh, for one of the main reasons I ran for office was to make sure these things got on the record. And right now I can see people told me politics were a nasty business, Monica. No one told me they, when they said they'd come after my children. I thought I needed to protect my home. I didn't ever think of something like this. Unbelievable. Right. And, and most people don't, to be honest with you, most, most people think this is all, you know, in your head, it's hyperbolic. It'll never happen. But this is, this is the plight of the American whistleblower. Just, you know, fun fact, folks, that this really is. I mean, people, this is how it goes down. And these folks have very long memories. They do not forget whenever it comes to people who tell the truth. So, you know, your name is certainly befitting, Jason. I mean, you are you are living in the middle of a storm. Not only are you, you know, in prayer. I got to tell you something. This this tweet right here is what is what did me in. And, and I thought, that's it. I've had enough. And, and I see you tweeted this like 16 hours ago. And uh, you said, we're beside ourselves uh, with worry and feel hostage to a system that sees us as a dollar sign, not people. I have never felt more incapable as a man than I did Monday, watching my wife sob relentlessly. I am heartbroken and frankly in shock. I've avoided it but you deserve the truth. And and then I went on to read your tweets from this morning, and I thought, here's a man who feels completely helpless. You have served this country selflessly. You have run for office in this country as well. You have three beautiful children, a beautiful wife, you know, uh, law-abiding people, and now this. And so effectively, they're holding your child hostage. Is that right? They are. I, I don't want my child here. I want my child out of this hospital. I want my child at home. There is no reason that they can show us definitively that our child needs to be here. They're providing no care other than monitoring. I can monitor from my home. Right. And she's overcome quite a quite a few challenges. I mean, she was on uh, she was intubated with her little bitty self. She has some uh, bradycardia, I believe. I remember seeing. I mean, every time I've opened my my Twitter feed, I hold my breath because I'm like, and I see your face, and I'm like, all right, Father, please tell me that you know Tempest is still with us another day, and that our prayers are you know not lost on you, Father. And then I see her picture, and I see you holding her and holding her hand, her little fingers, you know. And uh, that beautiful picture with Amanda and the Bay, you know, in Tempest. And it's like, what is going on? When I when I saw this, I thought, what? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What the heck just happened? And what's interesting is I'm reading through some of the comments on your thread. And apparently this is not um, unusual for some for some folks, you know, and, and you and I hear about this um, in other 
uh, ethnicities. You read about this a lot. My daughter has actually brought this to my attention where children literally become held hostage due to something just like this in the way of political retribution and people don't think it's true. Um, and so I, you know, your story is astounding. So you are currently seeking legal counsel and you are also, you guys are in the process of setting up, setting up a give, send, go. Is that right? I, I, I setting up a GoFund, uh, not a, a GoFund, forget GoFundMe, uh, setting up a give, send, go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I quite frankly can't even figure out how to, I, it, this is so <laughs> right? overwhelming. I'm I just know. Sitting here. My wife is literally, I had to leave her right now up there sobbing with right. me because I needed to come down here and, and I know what, how important it is to get this out there. Monica, you're hitting on something. I'm sorry. I've kind of, this, I can't, I'm, I feel like a, I'm crying. I can't even, I, last okay. night I sat here when a baby died next to us. Right. You know, uh, not right. I mean, you know what I mean? Two, yeah. two cubicles over and it's all an open floor and holding my baby and all I'm thinking about is, why are you in here right now? Right. And I feel so God trying to get people to pray for other children here. It's such an, so many people have these heart wrenching and heartwarming stories from these environments, but you're just sitting here and you're just thinking, how did this happen? Right. And then you go, you realize you've read this before. I've read this story before, and every single time I've read it, I thought, gosh, I've never let that happen. And I, my baby and I would walk out that door. Right. Um, that's not how it happened. They have so much power and control over you. Yeah. I, I can't know. even, you know, I've had to be, I'm, I'm, I, I essentially feel like I have to bribe these people to let me leave with my baby. Unbelievable. Uh, one of the, the nurse in charge of the floor blatantly called me a racist yesterday. And because I was asking why they would assume we were, or why wouldn't they think we're not drug users? Look at us. And she, and she not oh, just, gosh. oh, well, oh, you're, she straight up harbored it all day and then came and told me how resentful she was that I dare, you know, have such racist ideas. And I was shocked. I, I'm never, I don't, I mean, beyond the fact I'm literally colorblind, I, I'm, I can't imagine this. I've right. served all over the world. People, of every stripe it doesn't matter to me right. people are people and right. now i know that my wife is looked at as a drug abuser and i'm viewed as a racist this is what kind of care we're getting in texas in the actual heart of texas uh do you mind giving us the hospital name not at all baylor scott and white uh, medical center is right here in uh, uh in waco there's only two hospitals in waco and this is one of them got it Okay. Well, I have called uh, my audience to action, to make phone calls, to send letters. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure. And I also think, you know, we should probably get the local news involved. You certainly have national coverage. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Epoch News that's interested in this story as well. Stu Peters covered it this morning. Uh, you know, we are here at your service, sir, for you and your wife and your family on behalf of justice and, uh, and freedom. And this is how it needs to be done moving forward. So we, if listen, if the system's going to come against you, then people are going to have to rally and engage in lawfare. I've been saying that for the past year, and that is exactly how this goes down. So uh, I'm calling my um, audience to uh, consider giving to your Give, Send, Go. I'm also looking, once it's up and running, and I will be happy to bring that information forth to my audience. And I'm also calling anyone in the crowd who is uh, who is an attorney, a legal advisor on matters such as this, that uh, that you would reach out to the Nelsons. And, and Jason, how can they do that? Uh, what's the best way to reach you via email? 
Uh, the, we could give an email. Um, uh, it would be, uh, oh my gosh, I don't have one to make up. It's okay. Uh, I'll give you, can, sorry. they can send it to mine. It's fine. Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. So no, you're good. Yeah, listen, you've got your hands full. You have a wife that needs attention and you have a baby who, you know what, here, here's the good news in all of this, Jason, as you know, as a man of God, right? There's no distance in the spirit. And so we've got you covered. We've got baby Tempest covered. And I'm believing and trusting that you guys are going to go home with that child. And this is going to be put behind you. But justice will ultimately be served in this because this has got to stop. Hospitals holding grown adults hostage during COVID because of vaccines or they weren't vaccined or they vaccinated, whatever. Uh, You know, multiple stories of, of people being held against their will or relatives who have died alone right suffered and died enough enough is enough so this is where we draw the line and this is where we coalesce and we take things you know in a constitutional legal manner and we move forward so thank you for trusting me with your story and your family and your information and i'm happy to help monica god but genuinely god bless you for the work you're doing i i don't know what people like me would do without your hard work Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for your service, sir. We love you, and we have you in our prayers, and keep us posted here. Okay, we love you back. Thanks, Monica. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I mean, it's, listen, exactly what I said. There are grown adults that have been held hostage in their hospital systems. Many of you watched your loved ones die alone during COVID. I mean, I'm not really sure who died and left hospital administrators in charge. And I have physicians all over the country that send me information just like this. They cannot believe how out of control their hospital administrations are. Cannot believe it. Physicians who have said, screw it, I'm out. I'm, I'm out of here. I can no longer serve in this capacity. People making decisions on the fly of who lives and who dies based on their vaccination status, right? And now, obviously, there's a little bit more, you know, of of, of an intricacy to Jason's service and Jason's uh, and Jason's uh, story with regard to, um, like he just, you know, disclosed as a whistleblower. He's also been uh, very transparent about that on his Twitter feed as well, social media. Uh, I do not have all of the details to that, but, and, and I'll be honest with you, they don't really matter when dealing with the details of what's happening to him and his wife and his children in dealing with a rogue runaway hospital administration. So I am calling for you guys to contact the hospital. I will have this up uh, with my show notes and I will also have this on my social media thread. And I'm not asking you to show up at the hospital and be stupid and be violent. I'm not asking you to send hateful letters. I'm asking you to send letters of support in support of this family and to remind the hospital administration of what their job actually is. And so obviously there are some, you know, there's some underlying things going on here that just do not add up until you realize that you are dealing with someone he just told you. His entire existence, his record has been completely erased. I mean, maybe his call sign should have been Jason Bourne Nelson. I don't know. Uh, Because that's what it sounds like. Like he's just been poof, evaporated. And we watch stories and movies like this, but it legitimately happens. It's not sexy. It's not entertainment. It's not Hollywood. It happens in real life. I have friends who have lived through it. It is a disaster. When they want you to go away, you do. 
when they want your service record to go away, it does. So it's not just hashtagging campaigns of 1984. These aren't just talking points. It's not just hyperbolic. This is people's lives. And I'm passionate about this because I have been accused in the past. I haven't been accused. I was threatened with having my own daughter taken from me because of a protocol that I chose to go all the way to Australia to pursue when she was a child. She was 13 years old. And she was dying. And no one here in the States could help us. And so I took myself and my daughter over to Australia and received care and came back and she ended up with a fever. We go to the ER and I'm contending with an an ER attending that wanted to give her a certain medication that would have completely undone everything that we had just, you know, paid for and spent a month of our lives, a month and a half across the globe receiving amazing care that literally altered her life and her lifespan, I'm convinced. And this guy threatened to call Child Protective Services on me if I did not allow him to administer a particular antibiotic. And we about went to blows in the ER. And we even had the doctor from Australia on the phone begging this guy, please don't give her this particular antibiotic. Give her a different one so we don't undo everything we've just done. If you've ever had to fight for your own child or your family members in a hospital setting, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. And if you're not advocating for your loved ones when they are in the hospital and under someone else's, quote, care at a time when that industry has been completely gutted due to COVID and you're dealing with nurses who don't even speak English caring for your loved ones, I could write a book about the stories that I get from people in spaces, on Twitter, in my email, in my inbox. It is nuts. You would never want to step foot in a hospital. Now I know why my daughter endured 50 hours of labor with a midwife and a doula because she did not want to have to contend with a traditional hospital administration that is completely out of control. 50 hours later, we have a perfectly beautiful little girl. And um, yeah, but not everybody has that story. Not everyone has that birth. Sometimes little people get here a little early and they just need some extra love and care. And now this baby is sitting in a plastic box without the love and care of her mother because they will not let her near her mother based on false allegations and test results according to what we just heard Mr. Nelson tell us. I will have more of this, um, the information available for you. Again, if you are legal counsel, and you are interested in in meeting with the Nelsons, I will be happy to pass you along to them. You are welcome to email me at Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. That is spelled with two T's. And it is my honor to be able to serve someone who has served this country. Coming up, I have um, another... (laughs) Wow, is this really America story? Uh, You're not going to want to miss this. This is legislation that is about to pass the House. And judging by the response of the Department of Homeland Security today with regard to creating a Department of Misinformation, uh, 
I'd say we have gone way beyond 1984. Welcome to the new America. We'll be right back. All right, so if you guys have been following me for any length of time, you know that I've I have pointed you in the direction of paying attention to HR 350, uh, Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021. That sounds good, right? Because no one's in favor of domestic terrorism. So they always sound good. They always sound like they're going to benefit us in some way, shape, or form. But considering who's authored the bill, the iterations of the bill, how long this bill has been around, and how many people are now on board with the bill, and who those people are, and what they stand for, and the state of the country, I think it's important for us to understand what this bill is, who is now on board with it, and why it's important for you to call your congressmen and women, as well as your senators, and say that this is not something that needs to pass, because it has far-reaching implications. We're going to talk about that today. So someone who uh, follows me and I follow them on Twitter and someone who brought this to my attention uh, a while ago who goes by Pepe. We're just going to leave it at that. We're going to go by uh, Pepe. Uh, I'm an American. That's the account to follow with regard to uh, to this piece of legislation. This is someone who's done a lot of homework on it and is about to educate us on what this is. HR 350. Pepe, welcome to my show. Oh, thank you for having me. I yeah. uh, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to shed some light on this bill. It's it's really important. And I don't think people, Americans, really understand how important it is. Awesome. I, and I agree with you 1,000%. And you brought this to my attention a few months ago. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted just today, you know, that this is something she's going to vote no on. And then she broke down the importance of why Americans need to, uh, you know, burn up the phone lines uh, to their congressmen and women about this particular bill. So take us back to the genesis of this bill and in the iterations of it and where we are now. Uh, yeah, sure. And I want to point, I'll, I'll point out a couple, a couple dots that, that, uh, that I think we should connect to this too, but, uh, but I'll go into that. So, so HR 350, domestic terrorism bill, this is a completely redrafted bill um, from prior iterations. It, it, it completely changed the language to focus on uh, funding and creating a new government agency to focus specifically on domestic terrorism. And I want us to focus on the verbiage and the language of domestic terrorism, because that term has been thrown around a lot um, in the media, and I think that's strategic that relates to this bill. Now, getting back to the history. So the bill was first introduced following Charlottesville uh, sometime in 2018, I believe, and it was H.R. 4918. And what's really important to notice about that bill is that they described exactly what they, the drafters or the sponsor of this bill, um, what's his name? Something Schneider. Um, he, they, they said what a domestic terrorist was in their eyes. 
Uh, it was all right wing focused, all white supremacy. And what they did was they also threw in some some little language. They kind of buried it in in uh, section two six of forty nine eighteen that called out anti government militias and patriots groups. Okay, so think about that for a minute. Think about when you look out in in our in our country, who are those patriots groups and who are those anti-government uh, groups. That's pretty much half the country right now. So I, I think that's a really kind of a tell as to what does this government consider a domestic terrorist? And uh, you can point to that bill um, uh, for a description of that. Sure. Well, it's almost as Obviously, if DHS, were... it's almost as if DHS has taken their cues from the authors of this bill, because that was in 2018, directly after Charlottesville, which I mm-hmm. believe was a false flag incident. Um, and now I do. And, and now here we are in 2022 with, uh, those same descriptors being used on the department of Homeland Security's homepage as to who they're looking for, say something, you know, see something, say something, the campaign against conservative, white, male, Christian, MAGA, uh, you know, patriot, veterans, all these guys, right, us, okay? And so now it's, a, it's astounding to me. So it's almost like that verbiage has made its way from 2018 to where we are now. And so continue on with iterations, and then I really want to get into what will be the broad reaching the far-reaching implications of of like marjorie said today representative green said that it would provide for unlimited funding to the to dhs to fbi to the doj is that true um and what does that look like Uh, and then like who makes the list at this point yeah i i think that's the biggest thing right is that what is it fund what will they spend their money on and um, I'll point to that as I get a little further in my uh, in my list of topics here. Um, but but what I want to call out is you know one other thing I want to just before I finish up on forty nine eighteen is that one of the things that I think is a, is a very telling moment in how people talk about things is sometimes not what they say, but what they don't say. Okay, and that's. And that's highlighted in 4918 too, because you know what they didn't say in in 4918. They made no mention of of the of the violence of BLM or Antifa. So again, what I'm what I'm trying to to direct your audience to is that this bill focuses on one group of people, but not another. It's like they turn a blind eye to it because they silently support it, okay? And I have evidence in my thread of that, too, on what these members of Congress have said about BLM and Antifa. They completely denounce that these are terrorist organizations, okay? And that's on tape. But let me, let me move on. There were only seven sponsors of 4918, all Democrats. Um, it, it didn't even get a House floor vote. It didn't even get a debate. What, what was going on in 2018? It was a GOP-controlled House. Uh, the tides shifted in 20, 
in 2019. It became a, a, a Democrat Party-controlled House. They reintroduced the bill as 5602. It was a copy-paste, and they increased their number of sponsors from seven to 179, all Democrats, okay? That did get a House floor debate, okay? In September 21st of 2020, there was a House floor debate. Two members of the Democrat Party debated it. Two members of the Republican Party debated it, Jim Jordan and, oh, the other guy's name. Um, uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. They debated it for 40 minutes. What is really alarming about that's probably this is probably the most alarming thing about this this whole bill history is that HR 5602 did pass the House floor on September 25th, 2020. It's in my thread with a link to the video where they and in a specific spot in the thread. They debated for 40 minutes. They suspended the rules of, a, of doing a roll call vote and did a simple uh, uh, did a simple voice majority vote. And if you really watch that video closely, you're going to see that like 80% of the House membership was not present. That's the most alarming thing to me is that they passed a bill with 80% of the membership not even present. Right. For something as important as creating well, a government agency to target mm-hmm. Americans. That's right. And and let me and this is a perfect place for me to insert this. This is exactly what Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene pointed out from the first week she was in Congress. She was aghast that this is not this this is common practice. Like this isn't just a one off. This is how they handle us, our freedoms, uh, this, this blase fair of, you know, I guess people are out to lunch with their secretaries or they're, you know, entertaining donors or whatever it is they're doing in their offices, plotting, you know, who knows what next, but this is how, this is not, you guys have to understand something. This is how Congress has operated for years on something of, of this matter of importance. Okay. So, so I hear you. It, it is egregious. And, and Marjorie has positively called it out, which is one of the main reasons why they hate her, uh, literally abhor her because she has attempted to, to upend that practice in the United States Congress. But this is very much so commonplace. And yes, this is how little they think of us as, uh, as their subjects. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So um, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, it, it's they use these they use this rhetoric and and they to get people to go along because you know I hate to I hate to call out my fellow Americans but but we're so we're so focused on you know getting up in the morning you know uh, going to work supporting our families and then getting our little snippet of news. At, at you know eight to nine o'clock at night before we go to bed. That's the that's about as much information we get in, unless we're on social media like us and and really driving into some of the details. But we've got to do better. These 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 um, uh, news outlets they're not informing us. They're indoctrinating us. And and I was the only. I mean, look go go look on Twitter and look at go. Go look for HR 350 or 4918 or 5602. 
there's been little commentary on it, very little commentary. And I think that's, that's, you know, it's right. egregious. But well, it is. And then let, another, let and then on. a common, a common attitude to add to that is this, which is what someone, one of my followers said in response to me tweeting, uh, retweeting Marjorie Taylor Greene's tweet today about this bill and the, the, the nature of, of really, you know, the, the nature around the bill and this, this, uh, urgent need and this call for people to call their congressmen and women. Here was the, here was the response I got. Well, you don't really think it's going to pass the Senate, do you? And I thought, well, I'm sorry. Have you paid attention to what just passed our Senate? Thanks. Have you, have you paid attention who was just confirmed into the Supreme Court of the United States of America? So do you think I put any level of trust at all in Republicans in the Senate? Uh, to all Republicans in the Senate? The, the answer to that would be no. So, yeah, it's just kind of this, well, who cares if it passes passes the House? You know, it's still got to get through the Senate. And I'm thinking, wow, some people really have no idea what level of warfare it is that we're engaged in right now. I mean, it's astounding. Okay, yeah. go for it. I, I, I totally agree with that. And, and in fact, um, I, I actually think it's probably too late to call uh, uh, you know, a widespread attention to this bill as late in the game as it is right now. Uh, hopefully, you know, you, uh, you're, you're a pretty prominent figure on, on Twitter. So hopefully you can get some, you know, get some, shed some light on this. I do my best to do the research. Um, but, but, um, but here's what I would do, right? I think this is what's really important is we need to get these politicians on record on how they're going to vote. And we need to get them on record to, to either denounce or, or, um, or, um, or, or kind of like turn a blind eye to, to these, these groups of people that have terrorized this country and, and caused billions of dollars in damages um, at taxpayer expense. Okay. Um, I think it would be really prudent of all of us to, to go to every one of these GOP legislature, le- legislators um, that were not present during the House floor vote of 5602 and ask them in public, on record, on tape, why were you not present at the voting for 5602, which passed the House? That would be a really good question for anybody listening um, that's uh, campaigning against an incumbent. <laughs> I love right? it. I love um, it. Anyways. Yes. Good idea. But, and, and, and the same thing, and the same thing goes with any Senator who's potentially going to vote on this once it passes the house. Cause I, I don't, I think it will pass the house because they already passed it in the house in 2000, in 2020. But here, here's what I want to go to, um, which I think is, is probably, Again, it's a dot that can can be connected. If this ha- if this bill passed in 2020, okay, that was months before January 6, right? So, if 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 they if they barely passed that bill, what do you think would get more um, focus on the bill? An incident, an insurrection that um, that where they can kind of you know, plant some seeds in there to incite it. Okay. They, they, so I believe in another, my, another Charlottesville. I, yes. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Another, Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you brought up Charlottesville. It brings me back on point on this. The guy who organized Charlottesville, okay, after Charlottesville, he was exposed by Dinesh D'Souza as not being a right-wing uh, conservative or a right-winger. By his policies, what he supports, he was a left-wing progressive and got him to admit it. And guess who this guy voted for in 2020? He proudly endorsed Joe Biden, and he proudly showed his ballot showing he voted for Joe Biden. So this guy who created Charlottesville, okay, isn't even a right-winger. He's not a conservative. He right. is a Democrat. Right. Okay? Yeah. It, yeah. In political another, circles, another, we call him a, a, a Democrat operative. Yes. <laughs> So yes. one other point I'll, I'll make is that, is that um, there's a group running around um, called Patriot Front. You see them in khaki pants, and they, they're in uniforms. They do these marches. They do it all over the country. Did you know that those guys are connected to Charlottesville as well? So they are Democrat operatives, too. That is why, under this current administration, they've received no They've, they've received no, um, no focus by our, our police agencies because they're on the same team. I always assumed they so, were the feds, anyway. so I, I never really paid attention to them. I Apparently, they do have presence on Twitter. I've never been to their Twitter handle. Like, I, I just, as soon as I see khakis and, you know, polo shirts, I'm like, okay, guys, the gig is up. <laughs> so, uh, the but, is, yeah. The problem is, is that... The, the problem is, is that the left uses it as, oh, those are all Trump supporters, when in fact, no, they're not, right? They're not. They're left-wing, they're left-wing propagandists, right? So anyways, mm-hmm. but, but again, that's all stuff that's being pushed out into the media, into the, into the public sphere as essentially a way to gaslight members of Congress so that they can pass this bill because they want to target domestic terrorists, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pure gaslighting and, and it's easy to expose because they don't hide it. They say it, right? Anyways, um, and, and one other, one other tell on this whole thing, just to tie up these groups that are, that are, are creating, um, creating the evidence to push the narrative is just look at Ray Epps. Ray Epps is his, uh, is on mm-hmm. tape, actually inciting violence, right. actually in, inciting people to 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 push themselves into um, into the Capitol building on January fifth. He was with an Antifa member named John Sullivan, who was famously present when Ashley Babbitt was shot. Mm-hmm. Those two were were together on the night of January fifth, right? And so this guy is his face. No, none of the same scrutiny, arrest, um, um, the jailing as, as any of the other January 6th people. And I find that to be a very, a very interesting tell sure. for this whole thing. And I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave you with this and I'll, 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 I'll kind of, I'll kind of tie up this, this thing here. Um, is that when we look at the Ray Epps, John Sullivan connection, that led to the, the, this January 6th committee, right? Um, and there's a reason that the Democrats selected their lapdogs to sit on the committee because this whole committee was 
was seriously just about, you know, creating all the narratives to, to, to once again, create the evidence so that they could target this domestic terrorism bill. And again, they use the verbiage like domestic terrorism because it's really easy to get Americans to go, well, why wouldn't you be, why wouldn't you be for domestic terrorism? Why are you against targeting domestic terrorism? You must be a domestic terrorist. It's that simple. And I'm seeing a lot of tweets about that sure. in response to, uh, to Mary, uh, to, to, to Green's tweet. Right. Well, and look, look at the retweet. Right. Well, and Congresswoman uh, Green says the vague definite, this is very important because this is the, the devil really is in the details. So is God. And you were going to leave us with a scripture today as well. But before you do, I want to read this. She says vague definition that could be things like quote sex, like telling a man to get out of your daughter's bed uh, bathrooms. Okay. Uh, Or Trump supporters posting about elections. It empowers the Biden's DOJ to train federal prosecutors on how to prosecute anyone they charge with, quote, domestic terrorism. And I got to tell you, when you this is almost like having a criminal gang charge added to your criminal uh, case. Those those charges, when they're added on and rightfully so, if you if you've been convicted as a criminal gang syndicate member, um, they are. They are no joke. I mean, you're talking about adding 50 years plus 50 years plus 10 years plus five years. You know, I mean, these are just charge upon charge upon charge. And, you know, some of these crimes these gangs commit are clearly heinous. They're ongoing. It is a syndication. It is a mess. And so one of the clearest ways to send signals that you're not going to tolerate it is by adding on top of this, this egregious nature of the crime to begin with, which is, hey, you guys are part of a syndicate. And because of that, and we know that you're basically a laundering service for all kinds of crimes, uh, this is what we're going to add to it. Well, this is the exact same thing. This, this is no different. And so what she's saying in this is that, and she's got the legislation right in front of her, that this has become, this is going to be like a political drone is what it will be. And it will be programmed to target people uh, who are conservative, who are not just conservative, though. It will target, and don't think you're safe just because Elon has just acquired Twitter, because there are multiple tentacles, for those of you still on Facebook, coincidentally. Who do you think runs the dashboard to Facebook? Well, that would be your fourth branch of government. Surprise. And why do they do that? It's not because they care about what size underwear you wear and your favorite color and what your favorite recipe is or your grandkids. It's because of the weaponization of information. And that's exactly what this bill is doing in the details. So you will get to a point where if you... Uh, if you champion any form of freedom of elections, fair elections, and and there will be certain target words that will be uh, programmed in order to zone in on you, to zoom in on you via this particular drone. And this isn't fear-mongering. This isn't hysteria. This is what it is. And the devil is in the details. And I do appreciate the fact that uh, Representative Green brought the details, some of them, to the forefront. I can't even imagine what else is in this bill because the entire uh, justice system has been weaponized at this point. And I really think we have to come to terms with that instead of just, you know, oh, well, that's just the Democrats. I'm like, okay, well, you see where the J6ers are. 
no due process. The Constitution has been suspended for the majority of them. And don't think it can't happen to you. And this bill would do nothing but allow and enforce that possibility to become a reality. So which scripture were you going to leave with us today, Pepe? Um, I, it, it comes from Matthew 10, but before I get into that, can I, can I just comment on the Twitter, the Twitter buyout that Elon Musk? Sure. Do we have time? Yeah, we do. We got about five um, more minutes. Go for it. Okay. So, so I would like to draw the attention of, of an intercept article dated April 22nd. It's really important that we tie this this article together, and I'm going to read just an excerpt of the of it. Um, leading up to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, two obscure American startups met to meet a potential uh, met to discuss a potential surveillance partnership that would merge the ability to track the movements of billions of people via their phones with a constant stream of data purchased directly from Twitter, according to Brendan Clark of Anomaly Six or A6, the combination of its cell phone location tracking technology with the social media surveillance provided by Zignal Labs would permit the U.S. government to effortlessly spy on Russian forces they amassed along the Ukrainian border or similarly track nuclear submarines. To prove that the technology worked, Clark pointed A6's powers inward spying on the National Security Agency and the CIA using their own cell phones against them. Think about the implications of that and why it is, it is important to reference this article with the purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Is it really to create freedom of speech or is it really to create more data that our government can monitor us for now when they can go monitor the, the movements of people along a border of russia think of what they can do to surveil americans that are meeting at trump rallies for example sure very dangerous very very dangerous and i i hope people will will keep that into perspective that uh you know every time that they register their cell phone uh, when they when they create a twitter account Anyways, thank you for bringing I will that to our you attention. With this, yeah. Monica, I will leave you with this. Matthew 10, um, which is, uh, you know, a, 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 a chapter that talks about Jesus sending out his 12 disciples. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with, um, with 1016. Um, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they, but when they arrest you, do not worry about what you say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands, he who stands firm to the end will be saved. 
when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth. You will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Amen. What a great word to leave us with. Well, I think it's very relevant yeah. and, and how it ties to the government and, and the legislation that they're that they're pushing to um, you know, to, to target sure. us. Yeah. Well, and anyone, and, and this is important to remember for those of you who think that that's just a bunch of biblical who blah, blah, let me say this. If you are a champion for freedom, then you are a champion for Christ because he is the author and finisher of our freedom and as the son of God. And so if that's you and, and that scripture, that scripture is, is talking directly to you. Uh, for anyone, you could you could relate that to vaccines. You could relate that to what we've been through for the past few years in this country, um, and you see it. You see it coming to pass. So the word, you know, is not a lie. The word will not turn will not return void. And you know what? I watched that scripture unfold. And some may, some people are not going to like that I'm going to say this, but what else is new? Uh, I watched that scripture come to life. Watching actually, Congresswoman Green on the stand last Friday and her demeanor and her candor was such that I thought to myself, there it is. Like she's being brought before this council, which I refer to as a Salem witch trial, uh, you know, regarding her quote involvement, uh, in January 6th and whatever this fake nexus is they're trying to create between her and the president and, you know, this mess, uh, with some type of a conspiracy, uh, by the word, by virtue of the use of words, how about the date 1776? And so I watched this and I thought, man, this is exactly how the enemy works. This is how he accuses us in the heavenlies every day is what the word says. But we have a defense and the defense is Jesus Christ and the defense is the word. And I love that you just left us with that, Pepe, because um, it's true. He will absolutely give you the words to speak when you need to speak them. So I just encourage my audience, you just keep standing on the truth. You keep standing on and for freedom and you leave the consequences of that uh, up to the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate your uh, tenacity. Thank you for, you know, following this and uh, bringing the information forth. Thank you for, uh, for being, uh, for shedding some light on it. I, I certainly do appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, in closing today, I uh, wanted to spend a little bit of time on the Russians declaring that they are moving to gold. Now, don't you find that a bit curious? How long have I been saying hashtag silver? And then as God would will it, I end up partnering with Gold Co. And I've been warning you guys for months and encouraging you, actually, to not sit back and wait for a market predicated upon emotion, not gold, a fiat that has been dead for decades, right? And I'm not over into the Bitcoin and crypto world just yet. So I'm, I'm kind of a precious metals kind of girl. And so I've asked you guys to roll on over to monicamatthews.com backslash gold co. And secure your assets. How interesting is it that our own dollar is not even backed by gold at this point? Now you've got the Russians and their rubles uh, turning to gold. The whole world 
is really upside down at the moment. And if you're still thinking that we lead the free world with regard to markets and currency and value uh, in, in manufacturing and all those things that were coming back during the first you know, four, four years of President Trump, um, you are living under a misinformed rock. And I say that with all due respect. And while our government is busy weaponizing itself against you and me and other law-abiding citizens looking for mis- and disinformation, whether it's about elections or healthcare, science, whatever it is, they are actively hunting Americans on American soil with American tax dollars, right? And so you think the country's still standing? No. No, sir. No, ma'am. We're not even on life support anymore. You just heard my last guest, what will absolutely pass the house. And it works in complete unison and conjunction in tandem with what DHS just announced today in the way of their new department of misinformation. How timely, right on the heels of the Twitter acquisition. So if that doesn't tell you what Twitter was being used for and by whom, I don't know what will Tammy Bruce called that out. Great colleague called that out today. Spot on Tammy Bruce. That was a very accurate assessment of exactly what's been going on. And some of us have been trying to tell you to get off of things like Facebook for this very reason. So now they want to weaponize themselves and legalize their ability to hunt you on U.S. soil. And if you thought the Patriot Act was bad, you haven't seen anything yet. And yes, it has to get through the Senate, but I'm going to remind you again, we just gave a seat to the most radical Supreme Court justice, I dare say, we've ever seen in the history of the Supreme Court of the United States. She is now about to be seated on the Supreme Court. And who made that happen? Republicans. So quit holding your nose and your breath, hoping for the best with Republicans, You have to make the phone calls. You have to send the emails. You have to exert your voice or you're going to lose it. I don't know how clearer to say that. You have to exercise your voice. It is under threat of being completely silenced. If you don't think you won't end up in a gulag before too long, you are sadly mistaken. And the Bible's been very clear, just like, My last guest, Pepe, just told us. Go back and read that scripture. Listen to that again. Listen to that admonition. It's coming. It's coming. Many people are going to end up on a trial stand, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene, in your very own personal witch hunt of why you said something and what you really meant by what you said, because the government's already figured out what you were thinking and feeling and what your true motive was behind your emotions. And if you didn't really have that motivation, if you didn't really have that emotion, then you wouldn't have had the motivation and feelings are something that can only be controlled by the government and their latest and greatest AI programs. I mean, this is the labyrinth. Welcome. So when you ask yourselves, why do I promote things like Gold Co., this is why. Our nation is in complete flames at the moment. And, but there is a way for you to take your peace, live in righteousness, keep your joy, all of that, and still exercise your constitutional rights while protecting your assets. MonicaMatthews.com backslash Gold Co., 
Also, this is why I support uh, MyPillow.com and why I put my name to that. I put my name to things I believe in. It doesn't mean they're going to be perfect or the people who run them are perfect, but it means that the product is solid and that the heart is there and so is the spirit. And so with that, I gladly support MyPillow.com and I would urge you to please use my name, Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, for your next purchase, purchases. Hopefully you haven't forgotten about Mother's Day. Get her a nice robe, a pair of house slippers. I just received, I'm so excited, cannot wait to tell you guys about my sheets. I just received my Giza sheets, and my daughter has hers too, and so we're going to wash those suckers tonight, put them on the bed, and I'll tell you all about it tomorrow, and I also have my my new, my fluff dog has got uh, her new, her new uh, Fido bed, so I'm excited about that. You can buy dog beds, you can buy pillows while everybody's freaking out about Disney indoctrinating your children. Why don't you indoctrinate your children to the Bible? Why don't you indoctrinate them, renew their little minds by the washing of the water of the word, right? Give them a little pillow to sleep on at night. They wake up in the morning and they're like, hey, what are all these animals going into that big boat for, dad? Right? Bible stories right there that they get to sleep on. Sleeping on the word. I love it. Too bad, you know, we can't just, you know, by osmosis (laughs) have the word, you know, just seep in through our pores at night while we sleep. But what a beautiful thing for your children to wake up to. Again, mypillow.com. Use my code Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A. I'm also very proud to announce I have just partnered with Dr. Zelenko as of today. And I will tell you what that looks like moving forward, working out those details. But I am now an affiliate of uh, the Z-Pack, if you will, uh, the Z-Protocol. So uh, more about that uh, tomorrow. And uh, again, I'm excited about supporting things that bring you life, that bless you and your family, that, that lead you into freedom out of captivity. And so how can you support me in that? You can support me by supporting those that I... Uh, align with by my affiliate programs. You can also make a contribution at my website, monicamatthews.com. There's also a little button at the top of my Twitter account to my profile that has a cha-ching on it. You touch that and boom, it goes right into my account. You are welcome to leave a tip there as well. There's many ways that you can uh, help facilitate my work. And I really do appreciate you guys. I do. And I do this exactly for what Jason just said. I, because it is for the cause of freedom. There's no other reason for me to do it. I don't care about being a diva. I don't need to be a superstar. I don't really like being in front of a camera. I'm happy behind a microphone. Um, I'm, I'm straight. I could literally go live on a farm and never talk about any of this stuff again. But the Lord is like, nope, that's not the plan I have for you, sister. So, uh, okay, here I am. I am here and willing and ready to serve. And on that note, I've got to go serve my, uh, my Bible study. <laughs> so and if you haven't signed up for that, you can do so for the next six weeks. If the Lord so sees to it, uh, we will have another six weeks coming up and happy to have you join us then. Otherwise, uh, give Baylor Scott and White Medical Center in Waco, Texas a call and let them know that you are supporting the Nelson family and that holding people's kids hostage is not constitutional. All right. Until next time, I'll keep you posted on the, uh, on the, uh, legal fees and give send go, uh, account and all of that. All right. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember if you're an American, go to my website and buy some t-shirts and act like one. 